Warning, this episode may contain triggering content. If you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts, please contact the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988. When you feel like you need a miracle and you can't find it, sometimes you have to take yourself out of yourself and be the miracle Mm -hmm. that you're looking for. This moment is building you into your most powerful self, your strongest self, the person that you were born to be. So step into the light, stand in your full power, and remember who the fuck you are. Welcome back to Remember Who the Fuck You Are. I am your host, Ashley Kristen, and today we're talking about the power of the mind and how mental freedom can unlock physical freedom. I am joined by someone that has proven this so many times in his life. He's created so many miracles, gone through so many dark moments and turned it into magic. And he's actually the first person to introduce me to the concept of how our energy creates our life experiences and the law of attraction. He is a self-made entrepreneur, macroeconomist, and he owns a logistics business. Let's welcome Mike Bentley. Hey, hello to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us today. So I'm happy to have this conversation with you because you literally introduced me to the law of attraction like eight years ago and it changed my life forever. I know that it changed your life in so many ways. So I'm excited to dive into this with you. First things first, who the fuck are you? Beyond your name, beyond any role you play in your business or home, I want to know who you are. I am a true life builder and creator of prosperity on a daily basis. What gave you that realization that you're a builder, a creator? Like, how did you come to that being a part of your identity? I guess it kind of goes back to, like you said, when I first discovered the law of attraction, I realized that this world is a direct output of our input. Everything that we have is a direct production of what we manifest in our brain. So it's once I realized that every day what I have is what I created, then it's like, okay, well, let me create the world that I want to have. Let me create the reality that I want to exist for me and my loved ones. So it kind of all stems from understanding the law of attraction and applying it. I love that. So what was that moment like? When did you realize like, oh man, my thoughts are creating things. My thoughts are creating the world I live in. And if I can shift my thoughts, I can change my life. What was that moment? Yeah, that was definitely an aha moment. It was like I was just living in a true life, almost like a nightmare scenario. I was so stressed. My fingernails were falling off to the point where I couldn't even stick my hand in my pockets. My nails would catch on my jeans. Like I was really going through a world of detriment. And I had a friend say, hey, check this out. And I, it didn't really help me, but maybe it helped you. And that's when they put me in tune with the, the whole law of attraction theory. So once I watched it, it instantly triggered something like, you know, this world I'm living in is like a nightmare, but it's all, again, it's all the production of what I'm thinking. Like I have to shift my energy. I have to shift it from an area of, lack to an area of gratitude and once you start being grateful for what you have you realize there's nothing that you don't have so you can start from there right there that's the reset that's the zero you have everything that you need right now 
to do everything it is that you have to do. There's things that we want. Everybody has, you know, hopes and expectations and dreams, but that's the bonus part, right? As of what we need, our essentials, we already have. So once you can realize that, it take away a lot of the stress and a lot of the fear, you know, as you realize, you know, it's all just a creation of your imagination. It's not necessary. So just kind of got to reset yourself and shift into that mode of gratitude and appreciation. Wake up, you know, just... Even if you don't have that much to be appreciative, at first, once you dig a little deeper into it, you realize you're like, I'm thankful that God is just God. Thank, thank you for having mercy on. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for giving me that breath of air that I arose to. Start right there. I love that because I think a lot of times as humans, like we have this negativity bias where we love to focus on things we haven't done. We love to focus on things we don't have. And that's our unconscious thought process. Like, what don't I have? What am I not doing? And we beat ourselves up for it sometimes and feel like we're falling behind or whatever. Versus, like you said, giving that gratitude, giving that thanks. And that just completely changes not only your mood and how you feel about yourself, but how you see the world, I feel like it changes your energy. I know it changes your energy from this place of this state of fear to this state of love. And like gratitude is one of the highest forms of love that we can give. So I completely 1000% agree with you there. And I want to talk more about, you said, thanking God for forgiving you, all of these things, because A lot of us do things in life and then we can't forgive ourselves and we're asking other people to forgive us, whether that be the universe, God, whatever you believe in or whatever you call it, whether it's someone that you feel like you've wronged or even just yourself. How have you dealt with accepting forgiveness for things that you don't feel good about in life? It's a great question. Actually, you know, granted, it's not just a, set it and forget it type of thing. It's an everyday, not necessarily a struggle, but it's an everyday process of overcoming these things. So there'll be times where, you know, you may make mistakes and you may be hard on yourself. And, you know, you have to get over them as you continue your battle through life. But you still, as long as you have the essentials and the fundamental thoughts, you can always kind of reset it. So no matter where you are, what you've done, you just have to realize, you know, every woman makes mistakes, you know. Mahatma Gandhi was a student at 88. You know, everybody's still learning so that you realize, okay, I made that mistake, but it wasn't pain. It was gain, ultimately. So, you know, as long as you can kind of put yourself in that place where, you know, we have to make mistakes to learn. We have to make mistakes to grow. A lot of times we beat ourselves up for not getting it right or not, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I failed. It's like, no, there's no such thing as failure. That's something that was ingrained in us by a parent or some type of authority figure or maybe even school just like how you have grades and it's like pass fail type of situation I feel like that definitely puts in our mind that there's this such thing as failure and that we do not succeed or progress when in reality we do so that's a huge you hit it on the head with that school too it's like we're we're so accustomed to being built to compete with our cohorts that sometimes we feel like we're lacking in life because we see other people in our age bracket doing things, or you may see them on social media having these great feats and you're just seeing like, oh, well, I'm not I'm not there yet in my life. So that pushes kind of more pressure on us, more mm-hmm. emotions, more depression. And when we have to be able to just separate ourselves from everything and realize like I'm in my own lane, I'm in my own race, like I'm in my own marathon. So 
that's another big part of it too, is just realizing who you are and not comparing yourself. And I think another big part of that is not only just like, oh, I'm doing my own thing, but being present because we talked about Mm -hmm. depression. Like depression comes from focusing on the past and fearing that. And then anxiety comes from focusing on the future and fearing that. But if we are conscious enough to be here, be mindful enough to be in the moment and realize that this is the only moment and we're creating every moment throughout, we're either recreating our past or building our future. That's not taught in schools to stay present and how helpful it is for your mental, for your physical, for your every part of your well-being. All right. So I know you were saying you went through like super dark times to the point that your fingernails were falling out. What has been your biggest challenge for you to really put the power of the mind to the test? I was living a life that was not was not the most prosperous path in at the time, it seemed like I had everything I could imagine, everything I wanted, everything I set out to gain, but it was not a sustainable path. And ultimately, unsustainable paths end in detriment. And I lost everything that I had. Not only did I lose everything that I had, but I ended up negative 60000 in the hole. So it was like I was less than scratch, you know. I was fighting cases, fighting charges. So I was just at a place where I had to do some serious reevaluating. You know, there has there's the potential that I may end up in prison. There's the potential I may end up separated from my child. So I had all of these stresses on my soul, but still trying to reevaluate my life and figure out how I can get on the right path. So at that time, it just seemed like, you know, just a really, really tough spot, especially when your future is not certain. It's hard to really make plans. It's hard to really set goals because you don't know where you'll be three months from now. So should I invest in this course or the certificate that can better myself when I potentially may not be here to reap the rewards of it? So there's a lot of things that you're dealing with every day was just like a back and forth struggle. Should I do this? Should I do not? And thank God for friends like you to help me remember who the fuck I am and know that what's meant to be will be. And things that we are out of our control, just let those go and focus on what's important. What's important, okay, I have a mouth I have to feed, period. That's it, that's all. So I have to figure out a way to produce an income to provide for my child. And from there, shifting again back, having to remind myself to get back into gratitude. Okay, I got a few bad things that's weighing down on me, but I have so many things to be grateful for. Let me focus on the things that I'm grateful for and starting there could shift your perspective. And that positive energy is like a magnet. So as soon as you start feeling better and appreciating what you have, I just started drawing more and more better people, better events, better Mm. circumstances. Next thing I know, I beat my case. I was able to get my CDL, got my trucker's license, was able to make some income, was able to provide for my family, paid my lawyer off, got out of debt, and just built from there, built from there. And so it all started just with that perspective shift, just being grateful because without that, I probably would have stayed in that dark hole without good friends to support you, realizing you have family that loves you, just basic things that we, you know, we may take for granted on a regular basis, but those things are really important. And if you can go through, my mom always always say, if you have one or two true friends in this lifetime, you are blessed. And just to have that support system and that that love really just 
kept me pushing. Like, you know what? I'm not going to allow this to stop me. I'm not going to allow this to take me down. I'm, no matter how long it takes, if it takes forever in a day, I'm going to get it. Like, I, I got to get it. I love that. Obviously, that creating that mental freedom for yourself unlocked that physical freedom in so many different ways. You're providing for your family, paid your lawyer off, you beat cases. Like, that is... Miracle work, you know what I'm saying? That's power of the mind that we get to create miracles, things that we think, oh, this couldn't happen because these are the odds. It's like, well, that's only because that's what you believe. Miracles happen for you when you believe in them. If miracles aren't happening for you, it's because you're not believing in them and you're not putting your mind into the space where you can create. You're trying to survive. You're not trying to thrive. And on top of that, when you feel like you need a miracle and you can't find it, Sometimes you have to take yourself out of yourself and be the miracle that you're looking for. So when I got to certain situations where I just couldn't move forward, I felt like I was stuck. I felt like, you know what? Let me stop thinking about myself so much and try to help someone else. Let me try to be a miracle in someone else's life and use this free time that I do have and this energy I do have to help someone else because we get what we put out. Like attracts like. Period. You know what I'm saying? So if you're sitting there and you're hurting people on a regular basis, like that energy is going to find its way back to you. But if you can help someone and be a miracle in their life, you never know. You just may find what it is you're looking for. Right now, I have everything I need, so let me see what else, how I can spread that on to someone else. So sometimes we just got to be a little bit more selfless, yeah. you know. And how did you spread that on to other people? Like what miracles were you helping people create in their life? So... Honestly, any way that you could find yourself to be as of an assistance to someone. So there's the standard ways of, let's say you see somebody that has seen better days, you know, ask them if they're hungry type things. But not only just to feed them, but to really like talk to them, get to know them, see what they're going through, how they're feeling, you know, see like maybe if there's some words that you've experienced that could positively help them or influence them. So that was just the root. That's just the basic way of just, you know, helping other people, just people that you may see in your everyday life and trying to be of some type of assistance to them. Because you never know, just they may have a family at home. They're trying to figure out a way to get them some food. So if you can get them some groceries, you never know. You could have been the miracle they were asking for. That's true. The miracle they were praying for. So simple things like that is just a good way to start. But then there's levels to it. You know, the more energy you put into being a miracle, the better results you get. So I ended up finding a crisis response hotline. Did that for maybe four or five months, just helping people. If they have a crisis, they can just reach out to the hotline, you know, just talking to people. So spending maybe an hour every night, just, you know, on my computer, like, see what's going on out there. Like, oh, people, when I say the cue list was at nighttime, because I guess people are most depressed at nighttime mm, or in the weekends. Maybe 100, 120 people waiting at a time. So it was never a lack of a person that you could reach out and influence and wow. reach out and touch. So that became a really big source of me just trying to be more selfless. So I would come from work, help my son with his homework, maybe from like 8 to 9 or 8.30 to 9.30, just get on the computer and just help people that were in a state of emergency, in a state of serious depression. You know, I've talked to people that were cutters, people that were actually actively bleeding while oh I'm talking gosh. to them. So it kind of got intense sometimes. You know, you got to say, okay, well, how about this? Can we agree to stop cutting while we have this conversation? You know, start from there. Like, are you bleeding profusely? Like, can you bandage it up and we can finish talking? So just things like that, just to 
put out more energy into being more of a miracle. So that was just some of the stages I've been through. And then now I have a mentee, a young man who's actually doing quite well. Just any way I can, any way I feel like things that I've gone through in my life can be of some help to another. I'll try to just put it in there if I can. I love that. That's amazing. Like, I wish that we could all have that perspective on life that like if I can help someone not go through something or down a path that I went through or might have been down but someone helped me then we could literally have just a more peaceful world more love in the world everything things change shift in consciousness and I bet just even listening to those calls that required some mental just like toughness because I'm sure it took a toll on you just to hear what everybody else was going through. I mean, what was your reaction? That was another thing that also helped me realize just how grateful I should be because talking to some of these people is just like, oh my goodness, like I didn't realize how hard some people may have it or how much people may be struggling, you know, from talking to people that may have had a death of a child or talking to people that may have just survived a suicide attempt. It did take a toll on me to the point where, you know, I think I even called you a couple of times just like to debrief me. It was like, man, that was just a lot. Like, Or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the hardest one was a guy who told me he literally was going to kill himself and he was going to clean his house so that in a couple of hours when his kids got home that they wouldn't come home to a dirty house wow. with, after he killed himself. And it was just hard for me to process, you know. I didn't, I, I didn't know if he was serious, but I had to take it as if he was serious. Right. But he ended up leaving a review, maybe a week or two later, and he just said, you know, I'm really hard to deal with, and I really thank Mike for being patient with me. So that gave me like, I felt so much better after that because at the time, I remember that just, I didn't want to talk to anybody for a good couple of days. Mm-hmm. I was like, that was just too much. Like, yeah, heavy. It's yeah, it was, heavy. it was really heavy. And thank you for being there with, for me course. as well. Like, we can only do what we can do. You know, right, we can't yeah. put ourselves in someone's brain. We can't put ourselves in someone's shoes and make them. We can only reach for them. Yeah. So a lot of the proactivity and the, and the desire for a better reality starts in yourself and can only start in yourself. Absolutely. I completely yeah. agree. So I love what you said. We can only do what we can do because I think that so many people have this misconception of what it means to be mm-hmm. strong, whether that's mental strength, physical strength. I think a lot of people think that just from our upbringing and generational cycles, right? That what it means to be strong is to put everything on our back, to hold everything in, to act like nothing's bothering us and just to keep going and to be there for everybody no matter what and put myself last. And for me, what it means to be strong is completely different. I learned through my own what I thought was a breakdown and became my biggest breakthrough today was that being strong is me being vulnerable. Being strong Mm. is me being honest. Being strong is me prioritizing me and my well-being because when I'm in that space, I'm able to give more. I'm able to create more. I'm able to come from a place of love, of joy, rather than feeling burnt out, feeling like I can't go on any longer, feeling sick, feeling fearful. And I want to pass on the energy of love and gratitude. I can only give that if I'm admitting that. So for you, what is it to be strong mentally, physically? Like, What is your definition of mental strength, of being strong? Because I think that especially men, mm. a lot of men's definition of being strong is associated with how much physical energy they can exert and how much emotional energy they can hold in. 
Yeah, that's a great point you bring up that as far as like a cultural thing that is passed down from generation to generation that we don't need therapy or depression isn't real or anxiety isn't real, you know. For me, being strong, I would have to say it comes down to balance. And a lot of times we get so worked up in what we're doing that we may lose balance. And for me, I feel like that's when the times of my most weakness. That's when I really have to sit down and like, okay, I'm going hard in this area. My finances are intact. They're going well. But my health is second seat to that. You know, I need to, I've been eating things I shouldn't eat or I've been, haven't been to the gym this week. So it's like, that's when I feel the most weakest. And when you're not healthy, it's hard to maintain that strength. It's hard mm-hmm. to maintain that positivity. So, you know, you have to look well, feel well to be well, you know. So for me, strength comes when I feel like taking care of all the aspects of my life. When I feel like, okay, my home is taken care of. My family doesn't need anything. My finances are going well. My health, I've been in the gym. I've been eating well. That's when I feel the most strength. That's when I feel the most clear-minded. Okay. What's like your trigger point that alerts you that you need balance? Like, hold on, wait a minute. Maybe I need to step, take a step back and look at these other areas of my life. I need balance. What does that feel like to you? I think that's when like the evil thoughts start creeping in. Mm. I think I noticed that like when I'm not balanced, that's when I start having those weak thoughts. Those thoughts like, wait, why? I catch myself like, why am I thinking this? Like, okay, let me, thank God. Let me write in my journal. Let me try to shift to my gratitude thing let me get back to that because these thoughts I shouldn't be having them and I always notice that's when I haven't been taking the steps that I need to take to keep that balance strong so I feel like that's the main thing that lets me know is when I have thoughts that I don't want to have what do you consider weak thoughts I'm curious (laughs) so weak thought would be like I don't want to come out like, I don't want to be seen. I may, like, I don't want to answer the phone. So, to me, being a little antisocial, being more introverted, that lets me know, okay, I'm losing balance. That's interesting. I'm trying to think about when I feel that I need to take a step back. Because for me, that trigger point of knowing, like, okay, I'm not being strong. I'm trying to take on too much. I'm trying to do too much. It's that feeling of starting to be tired, drained, burnt out overwhelmed that starts triggering a lot of questions in my brain in terms of you know what actions do I really need to be taking right now in terms of reaching the goals that I want to reach in terms of taking care of me am I prioritizing me did I get like you said did I get my workout in this morning am I eating properly am I fueling myself up with the energy I need to keep going and not just throwing things on me am I tapping into my emotions and really feeling them and not just doing work to avoid them and stay busy because I think that's been a coping mechanism for me. If I stay busy, then I don't have to deal with how this feels. I don't have to deal with discomfort. I don't have to deal with feeling this because I'm busy and I'm focused. And so I make a conscious effort to like journal or to even just ask myself these questions and talk through it with myself, which is a huge thing. And it's just completely changed my health. Everything, really, my outlook on life, what I'm able to give to people and how I go about attaining my goals and doing the things that I need to do. Yeah, you hit a strong point, too. And just to be conscious of your 
thoughts and of your feelings. That's major. You know, it took me to be this years old to realize that not everybody is thinking. Mm-hmm. I, this throughout my whole life, I thought everybody has these inner thoughts, these inner conversations, or how can I progressively make my reality better? I thought everybody thought like that, and to realize that everybody doesn't have those thoughts. Some people are literally walking around on autopilot. And for when you just said that, you know, you have to make sure you journal. That's a big part, you know, to be conscious, to write down how you're feeling, to write down what it is that may be bothering you. So that way, if you can mention it, then you can manage it. I got that from Mr. Rogers. (laughs) He said that, you know, if you can mention it, then you can manage it. If you can manage it, then you can make it better. So to be able to be conscious of these thoughts, to write them down, that's key. A lot of people, they have these thoughts, but they're not conscious that they're having these thoughts. So therefore, they can never rectify them they can never work on these things because they have to actually have a hold of it yeah and back to what you said saying like I thought everybody thought this way and I think that I've in the past thought like well everybody thinks this and I think that everybody does have inner dialogue but depending on what they were made to believe in life from very early ages first six seven years of life I think that that determines the inner dialogue they have if they even feel like they have a fighting chance if they even feel like they can attain their dreams if they can even dream, be successful and what success is for them. It's just a survival mode life that they're thinking about, not necessarily growth because they're still trying to get basic things or feel like they're in danger and not safe, whether it's physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah, it's deep. It's like some people be in a survival state as opposed to a prosperity state, you know, and that's a big thing, but you, you hit it on the head. A lot of people... If you're not grown or raised to know that there are no limits, that you can be whatever you want to be, to have self-esteem, then it's like, how would you know? You know, the ability to do comes from the knowledge that we can do. So you wouldn't set a goal if you didn't think that you could do it. Exactly. All right, let's take a quick break. What would it feel like to be completely satisfied in all areas of your life? Being healthy and happy, having peace of mind great relationships, complete freedom, deeper levels of joy and pleasure, and the clarity and focus to create your best work. Your sexual energy gives you the power to do this because it's good for more than just sex. It's a powerful creative force that can be used to create anything you want in life. And I want to help you harness that power in my new digital experience where pleasure is transformed into power. This is a VIP level experience for a small group of people. So be the first to know when doors open this spring by signing up for the VIP list at ashkristen.com slash VIP. That's A-S-H-C-H-R-I-S-T-E-N dot com slash VIP. Let's get back to the show. Which leads right into what I believe my mission and purpose in life is. I do want to uplift and empower, inspire. But ultimately, I want to be able to give those tools to children to let them know that they are limitless, to let them know how to regulate their own emotions and nervous system, to be able to learn to use it as a tool to achieve the things that they want in life, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever that is. You're going to be someone's miracle, a lot of people's miracle. Yeah. Thank you. So I am curious. Can you think of a thought that you've had to overcome that's been like, wow, this has been so limiting? I've had so many. I wouldn't say it was limiting in a a negative way, but that was my end all. I thought that, you know, a life of 
in the wrong lane, I thought that, that was it. I thought that that could be my calling. And that was a limiting thought when I looked at it in retrospect. Like, I thought that this could be what I was born to be. But now, fast forward, I see, like, no, I was called to do something way bigger, way greater to affect more lives. So I would say that was a limiting thought. Everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So wouldn't even call my loss a loss. It was a, it was a gain. You know, I needed what happened to me to happen to me in order for me to change trajectory, in order for me to dig deep into myself to realize, okay, that didn't work. I can't do that anymore because that's going to take me away from my child. So what can I do? Where can I go from here? You know, once you dig deep in yourself, that's when you really truly discover what we when you say your breakdown is your breakthrough yeah it's yeah, not a breakdown it's a breakthrough that's right. when we discover purpose who we truly are why exactly. we're here your test is your testimony so from there digging deep is the only way you're going to find what you're Absolutely. truly here for yeah. yeah i think my biggest the biggest thought and at each level like i said i've had to overcome this thought but that love and acceptance for me was a conditional thing because mm. I was taught from such an early age, it's like, if I do good at that or exceed at this, get great grades, do very well in sports activities, do all these things that my parents want me to do, do all these things that my teachers appreciate, then I get recognition, yeah. then I get love, then I get acceptance. Otherwise, I'm rejected or I'm bullied or I'm shamed. So just keep trying to prove that you are good enough. Just keep trying to prove that you're worthy enough for love and for acceptance. And I think that's played out in so many different ways in life of just even doing things that maybe I truly didn't want to do but I did it because I'm like well if I do this then I'm going to be more lovable if I do this it'll be easier to accept me it doesn't matter what I really want because what I really want isn't valuable it doesn't matter I'm only valuable when I'm loved and accepted and that means making other people happy and having them recognize me for whatever that thing is that I did so that's a huge one that I've had to overcome and again like I said continue to work through what's the biggest thing you've learned about yourself you think through like being able to really tap into your emotions being really able to give yourself what you need really gain that mental strength to create and to build the life that you want that there is no no limit so just to continue learning like outside of school every day should be something where you find yourself learning or reading so just to keep learning and keep pushing and there's nothing that you can't accomplish like Literally, it could be whatever there is mm -hmm. that you put yourself to. So I feel like for me, it's just feeling like there's nothing I can't accomplish. And just to feel that way, it's, it's almost like a feeling of power. I'm not even worried about the outcome. I'm just enjoying the journey there. I'm just enjoying the process. So mine is similar. I've learned that there are no limitations. And if I feel that there's something that feels like a limitation or it feels like it's fearful to the point that I can't move past it. I know that that's something that I need to work on because I know that limitations are an illusion. They don't exist. And just learning that I am the universe, that I hold that power to create, to build, that was a huge realization for me. That is the insight that helped me heal my stomach when I was yeah. super sick, passing out in public, you know, because I was in so much pain. That was what helped me really hone in on my purpose and feel like, because I, I just felt so like all over the place mentally, like, okay, I know I have these gifts. I know I have these talents, but what am I here to do? 
And I think that that insight really helped move me along working through that. How can this limitation turn into something that becomes limitless? So it really helped me gain a lot of clarity. So that that definitely me knowing who I am. That was my biggest insight. I think that when you dig deep and you find out who you are, all these things start taking shape and form and start coming into place and you start seeing the bigger picture and things start making sense and it makes it easier for you to be able to connect the dots and see that picture and create another point where you can connect another dot and keep keep that masterpiece going that you're creating, which is our life experience. It's like a game. It's like, you know, you're your main character. So wouldn't you want to take care of that character, make that character as high of a level as possible to play this game? So it's like, you know, you have that opportunity. So don't waste it. Yeah. Life is a beautiful thing. It's so interesting you said that, that it's like a game, because that's exactly how I think of it. I'm like, well, if it's a game, let's say life is a game. And with any game, you obviously want to understand the rules, yeah. right? If you don't understand the rules and the laws and the principles, then what are you playing the game for? But if you can understand the rules, the laws, the principles, how to use them to your advantage to make you more powerful and continue rising to the next level, then you're winning. Like, you win. You can't, there is no such thing as losing. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the realest things I've ever heard because a lot of people don't understand that there are rules to it. Just like there are rules to money, there are rules to mm-hmm. Being spiritual or being in the present, like certain things that will help you, you know, if you just understand these certain things about yourself, about life. Yeah. And I think that even goes into like how people see manifestation, right? It's like, oh, I want this thing. I want X, Y, and Z. And it's like, that's the outcome. This thing that you want belongs to a certain person. You have to become that person. You have to have the mindset of that person. You have to have all the traits and thoughts and everything that this person that was born to have has. You can't cheat because if you do cheat it and you try to go around and get it, you're not going to keep it. And we've seen it so many times. One after another, you know, you have to become that person that can sustain that amount of success. Like where you are right now, if you haven't achieved any the successes you want, what makes you think that you can maintain a higher level of success without first becoming that person that can? You know, we have to grow. I agree. So I want to talk about the people you surround yourself with, because that plays a huge role in how you think how you act, the outcomes you receive. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are you intentional about who you give your energy to and the energy that you expose yourself to? I want to know more about that. Yeah, so you have to surround yourself with genuine people, people that really that really have love for you. And you can't just talk about these things. These are things that have to be shown. So you're not going to really find out who a person is until one of you is in a situation you don't want to be in. And that's how you find out who a person truly is. So, you know, you can't just give away your undying loyalty to everyone. But the people that are really there for you, the people that have shown they're there for you, those are the people that you surround yourself with, you know. So for me, I have a very small select people that I feel like I'm my true circle. And then around that, I have, you know, people I may talk to, you know, I may go to the club with, I may kick it with, maybe even go on vacation with. But ultimately, I have the people that I know, like, these are my ride or dies. Mm. And that's who I give my heart to, you know. And you got to show them that, too, you know. If you love someone, you have to show them. I agree. I've definitely had to learn that I need boundaries in a tough way, which is fine because I learned it, right? But I'm very intentional 
about who I give my energy to, what I'm exposing myself to, even just in terms of like music I listen to, media I watch, even how I construct like my social media feed, the things that I'm willing to follow. Yeah. I am not the person that's like, <laughs> just because you follow me, I'm following you back. If it's not aligned with yeah. something that, you know, my morals, my values, my beliefs, I really don't want that part of my world. I really see what I give my energy to and what I'm exposing myself to is a part of me building my own world. And in my world, there are certain things that exist, certain things that are our priority that are my main focus. And there are certain things that just don't exist there, you know, like doesn't exist here. Yeah, for real, because you let some of the wrong energy in. Like It could be just a video on your timeline. You just don't need to see that. That's not what you're trying to build. That's not in line with your frequency. You don't need that. Yeah. So you have to be very, like you say, intentional with who you keep around you, what you view. Because a lot of people, you know, they may spend all day looking at videos on YouTube or listening to music, the wrong music. And okay, you know, there's a time and place for everything, but you know, that stuff has subconscious power. Absolutely. You know, that can really be draining on you or influence you into the wrong way. So that's a big a big part of it. I know when I was growing up I listened to like all the gangster rappers, all the dope boy rappers yeah. and I in, in retrospect I feel like it had a lot of sway in my life. You yeah. Because I mean our subconscious is so much more powerful, exponentially more powerful than our conscious mind. So even if we're not picking it up, we're not conscious of us picking it up, it's being ingrained and programmed in our subconscious. And we are living those thoughts that we now believe are truths. Exactly. Especially the younger you are as well. Absolutely. It's just so interesting how the mind works and how like we (laughs) have to, we're like computers. It's like we're programmed and then as we get older and become more self-aware, we have to kind of reprogram, like become aware of what program is running and then reprogram to actually match the goals and the intentions that we actually have in life. It's so intriguing. It's like thousands of years and they still can't tell you how the mind works. That just goes to show you how complex it is, how intricate it is. Like they've only even understood like a small percentage of the brain you know they yeah. still have a lot more they're still taking what are the connivers is that what they call it? the people that pass that dedicate their bodies to science they're still trying to i don't know the term for that <laughs> <laughs> they're still trying to you know dissect the brain and truly understand the human brain because it's so vast you know the things that we can pick up the things that we can learn the things that we know that we don't even know we know because we're only using a small percentage of right. our brain yeah. but there are little tricks that you can learn in life to help you use more yeah, so, biohacking and all that. Right. I love biohacking. I'm a biohacking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I want to talk about what you've got planned for the future. So now you're this macroeconomist, this logistics entrepreneur. You've overcome these dark times. And healing is a forever journey. And I'm sure you're going to continue to heal and to find your limitless powers out of limitations that may arise during your journey. So what's one piece of advice that you would give somebody that's in a dark place right now on what they should do to get out of that dark place? Okay, so first things first, no matter where you are in your life, take a sheet of paper and write down everything that you are thankful for because that will literally shift your perspective from an area of lack to an area of gratitude and from there that's how you attract what it is that you're trying to find so from there then you have to realize what is it that you're missing everything that you've known previously in the past obviously you're missing something if you haven't achieved the amount of success or gotten to the stature in life that you're looking for so you have to figure out what it is you're missing the only way you can do that is to educate yourself And if you don't like reading there's audible like it's literally never been an easier time on earth like I 
parents and our grandparents, they had to go to the library and go to an encyclopedia to learn. They had to really go look up these things. Like you can literally go on a smartphone and find out anything you want to know at the drop of a dime. Like this is the greatest time to be alive. You can learn whatever it is that you want to learn in order and grow and keep working at it to come up with your goals, learn about yourself. So you can start with, for me, one of the best books that really guided me was The Richest Man in Babylon. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is just like the blueprint. Start there, then Rich Dad, Poor Dad, those books. So you have to get to reading. Reading is essential. Reading is like, like everything that you're looking for in life, all the secrets to life. There's been thousands of years of the most prolific, astute investors to spiritualists to They've all written down all the things that you're looking for, and you can find the secrets that you're looking for right in the book, and the book will really, truly guide you to success. Yeah. If you have access to a book, an audio book, the internet, you have the opportunity to shape your mind to the place that you want it to be. And the library has the internet, so there's really no excuse. You know, you don't need... Verizon data plan. You don't need all of these extravagant things. All you need to do is have the desire to want more. From the desire, it'll come. One of my favorite resources that I use, and I constantly reread this book, and it just helped me shift my perspective on my life, period. Super Beings by John Randolph Price. That book changed everything for me. So if you are looking to level up your mindset out there, Read these books that we're telling you about. And then if you're in a dark place to the point where you're you're not even focused on tomorrow, you're focused on getting through today, you got to read Eckhart Tolle's Yes, The Power, power of, now. of Now. That, That's... hands down, was is the best way to get into the present because once you can get into the present, that's how you get rid of the anxieties, mm-hmm. the depressions, the feeling of... That heaviness that yeah, you feel. Yeah, exactly. That's so. how you get into the now. That's how we become our most powerful creative selves. Yes, but what do you want for the future? Like, what's a goal that you have right now that's going to really allow you or to challenge yourself, I guess, mentally, spiritually? There's opportunities everywhere, whether they're time, good times are good or times are bad. We're abundant in opportunities as long as you know how to find them, as long as you educate them. But if you never take the time to grow your financial literacy or grow your mind, then you won't be able to spot mm-hmm. these opportunities. The greatest fortunes, the greatest transfers of wealth are during recessions, are during downturns in the economy. That's when some of the greatest fortunes have been created. So to see things going bad, you know, a lot of people may be in really rough times right now. You know, their business may be in foreclosed or maybe losing their homes. And, you know, that's really rough. That's a really tough spot for people. But on the flip side of that, a lot of people are taking advantage of this opportunity because they see it, because Mm -hmm. they're conscious of these things. A lot of people are watching TV and listening to propaganda and thinking, oh, everything's okay, everything's going to be okay. Just like in 07, 08, when the great financial crisis happened and so many people were caught off guard, layoffs, losing their homes because they didn't see this coming. But if you would have knew about it, you could have prospered from it. So I think that's really, like I said, it's, it's kind of been consuming me lately just to learn, just deep dive into this is great education because, yeah, education doesn't stop. That's true. And you have even taught me so much as you grow, I grow. And we teach each other things and these things that we study on a daily basis. And we have conversations about them and exchange this energy about it. So I want to know, would you ever create some type of program for people to 
level up like you did in terms of just being better and unlocking freedom mentally, physically, financially, would you be open to creating something like that? Well, we're not going to rule it out of the future plans, but as of right now, you know, I, I'm kind of just in, in the place of if I see someone that's willing, that's reaching, that wants to do better, I would love to reach for them and show them what I know and, you know, maybe we can learn from each other. But I haven't I haven't really put it on paper as far as, like, this creating a program. But, you know, who knows? The future is always open. You know, I'm, anything that's an opportunity, I'm definitely in a place for it. So maybe, who knows, you could show me a thing or two about these okay. things. Okay, I'm open to that for sure. So we talked about how you've created so many miracles, so many changes, leveled up in so many different areas of your life. If there's somebody out there right now listening that wants to create miracles in their life, that wants to gain access to that power, I know we talked about a lot of different things that we can do in terms of journaling and writing out what you're grateful for and reading or getting an audible account, whatever those things are. What's the biggest thing in your eyes that they need to do to gain access to the power that creates miracles and unlocks freedom in every way? The biggest thing they could do, I would say, is take some time. Just really just think, really dig deep into yourself. Rather, you need to go somewhere maybe to the ocean or to the lake and just take some time or go to on a hiking trip just take some time to just think and focus first you have to be conscious what it is that you want what it is that you're trying to achieve what it is that you feel like is the next step for you come up with a set of goals and from there Every day, just take a step towards those goals. Every day, you know, we become what we think about. So it's like something you have to keep it on your mind. I feel like if you do not have a vision board, you need a dry erase calendar. Like you have to organize these things and really be intentional. Like, okay, this is where I'm headed. This is what I want. Okay, this you have to organize your thoughts. This is what I have to do on this day. This is what I need to do on this day. Write down your goals because if you don't write it down, then it's not real. You have to make these goals, make these thoughts, these dreams come to life. So every day you wake up, you have to feel a fire in your soul. It has to consume you to the point where you're not worried about the football games. You're not worried about going to the club. You have to, from the desire you will find a way. But if you're not truly serious about it, it will never come in the way that you want it. So first you have to dig down deep into yourself and realize, okay, what is it that I want? How bad do I want it? And once you realize that, then you can start making steps towards it, the goals. So the desire really is the root of all success. And, you know, nothing happens by accident. So people aren't just successful entertainers or successful boxers because they had the right fight or they met the right person. Mm -hmm. You know, that took years and years in the darkness of training when nobody was looking or wanting to do something that they hadn't achieved any results for and still fighting towards it because you're gonna have to, it's gonna be a fight, it's gonna be a battle and you have to really give it your all. So, you know, to really have that desire to know what it is that you want and know that you want it bad, know that you want it more than everything else and at that same time, not to want three or four different things at the same time. You have to really narrow it down to one. Like, no plan B, this is plan A, and this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And 
I don't care if it takes forever and a day. You have to go at it with that type of determination and grind. And and not only grind, but love the grind. That's going to be the part that the memories are going to come from. That's going to be the part that makes you. That's going to be the part that gives you the character. That's going to be the part that gives you that grit to sustain, even in the face of adversity, even when you, you, know, you fall on your butt and have to start over. That character that comes from that, that's what makes you. That's what makes you a boss. And that's where it all comes Ooh, from. So We love boss energy. Yes. You know, it has to come from the desire. Desire and not just any type of desire, a full, a fire desire. Like you have to wake up in the morning, like and have, even when you don't feel like waking up, and say whatever it is you say to yourself in the head. You know, we, we got to go get it. We got to get out the bed. We got to make it active. You know, you can't no no days to waste. If you want to get to the top, you got to have that fire burning. So that that brings me to a point of this theory that I've come up with. I think that. And precisely who I do this show for, why one of the reasons I do this show is that there are people that are born as number ones. There are people that are born as number twos and number threes. And not to say that one is ranked more than the other. They're just different in different categories. A number one is someone that is here to lead, that is here to create. A number one is a visionary. A number one is someone that builds things, that changes the world, that leads people and influences people to brings out the best in other people. I am a number one. You are number one. The people <laughs> well, listening to you. this is a number one. And remembering who the fuck you are is about remembering that you are number one because we can easily get distracted by whether it's drugs or liquor or these things that we use as coping mechanisms or things to distract ourselves from our feelings, which is these feelings are actually leading us to our calling, our purpose. And then sometimes we come here and get programmed by parents or teachers, and that makes us forget who we truly are. So I believe that my job in this world is to remind the number ones of who the fuck they are. Number twos are different people. Again, there's no different ranking. Number twos also have visions. They may not necessarily want to act on those visions. They may want to help number ones build their visions. They may be an expert at executing things. Exactly. So, yeah. like, there are different categories of people. And if you are number one, that advice that you just gave at the end is perfect advice. Go exactly. get it. Exactly. And that stems from just taking that time to really figure out what it is you want and how bad you're willing to work for it. If you don't think that no days off is something that is sustainable to you, then you don't want it bad enough. So therefore you shouldn't even start down that road because that's just going to lead, you know, to problems or disarray. So that's for, like you said, for a certain type of person, but anybody else, there are ways out there for you to live a great life. You know, you can get a great job or, you know, you can even be an entrepreneur, but for those that want to truly being number one, it's not going to be easy. You're gonna, it's going to be some darkness involved. Thank you so much for joining me. I it's appreciate to, you. Great to be here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Each episode will end with something that'll help you supercharge your life, health, relationships, and business. And this week, we've been talking a lot about the power of the mind and to access that power of the mind, we've got to be in tune with our emotions. When you feel frustrated, when you feel angry, when you feel like you don't have much to be thankful for, when you are in those dark moments, I want you to ask yourself, how are you really feeling? Really tune into that emotion and use it as a tool. Help it guide you to reveal something that you may not be paying attention to because that emotion is not there just for you to be angry, just for you to be sad. It's trying to tell you something. So really ask yourself, what is this feeling trying to tell me? 
what is it trying to reveal to me? What is it trying to let me know? Whether you journal about it, whether you think about it, as long as you're asking yourself those questions, you're allowing yourself to open up those answers and receive the things that you need to keep going, to get into a better feeling place and space, and to do the things that you want in your life and to access that power that creates miracles, that creates magic, that creates freedom in every way. Thanks for joining us today. For more tools, resources, and access to behind-the-scenes content, follow us on Instagram at RememberWhoPodcast. And if you haven't already, please follow the show, rate, and review us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Until then, remember, you are appreciated, you are valued, and you are enough. Have a good one.